If you brought your Bible, and I hope you did, uh, you can turn to Psalm 28. If you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles out in our foyer. You can grab one there. We use the uh, English Standard Version as our version of the Scripture. So uh, please grab a Bible if you don't have one. Uh, so Psalm 28 will be our Scripture reading for today. To you, O Lord, I call. My rock, be not deaf to me. Lest, if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your most holy sanctuary. Do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil, who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. Give to them according to their work and according to the evil of their deeds. Give to them according to the work of their hands. Render them their due reward. Because they do not regard the works of the Lord or the work of his hands, he will tear them down and build them up no more. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exults, and with my song I give thanks to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. O oh, save your people, and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd, and carry them forever. This is the word of the Lord. Well, uh, Pastor Brian will never give himself credit, so I'm going to all of the stuff we have for the logo and the brand and any kind of neat picture that you ever see up on the screen has probably been done by Pastor Brian. He's a very talented person, and uh, if you see him, just tell him thank you for all the work on that. It is a lot of work, so he did all the designing for the sign and, and all of the stuff on our website, and if you go on the website today, you'll see that there's some updated stuff there, so thank him for that. Yeah. I'll only say that when he's not in the room. <laughs> well, 2019 has come and gone. 2019, for some of you, was a great year. There are some here this morning that graduated in 2019, some that got a new job, some that celebrated a wedding, some of you celebrated a monumental anniversary. There are some here this morning that had a baby in 2019, and there's about a gazillion more that are on the way. There were some great vacations and great family get-togethers and great financial success for some of you in 2019. But for others here, there was sickness or sadness or suffering in 2019. There was depression or pain or fatigue. There was worry or fear or loss. But whether your 2019 was a year of happiness or hardship, we have turned the calendar to a new month, a new year, and a new decade. And with a new year and a new decade comes new hope. As we enter into this new decade here at Hope, it's good for us to remember all of the ways that God has been working, and it's also good for us to consider where God is leading us to go as we go into this new year. So I was thinking back over the past decade, and I was thinking a decade ago, Pastor Glenn had a lot more hair, and, and none of it was gray. 
but things change. Pastor Brian was actually in college a decade ago, and a decade ago, I was thinking having one three-year-old was difficult. Times have changed. I look back over some of the goals that we set in the early part of this last decade here at Hope, and I wanted to share some of those with you this morning. Going back 10 years, we had just recently moved into our new building here where we are currently worshiping. In 2010, the sanctuary was completed, but our Kids of Hope floor was not. So we set a goal to build a bigger nursery and new Sunday school rooms, new offices, and a bigger kitchen. We prayed, and God provided. In 2011, we set the goal to increase our attendance to 220 people a week. We prayed, and God provided. In 2012, we had two pastoral staff and a growing congregation, so we set the goal to add another part-time staff person. We prayed, and God provided. In 2013, we set the goal of adding 25 new members to our church. We prayed, and God provided. In 2014, we set the goal of adding a third-time pastor to our church. We prayed, and God provided. Each and every year, we set goals for our discipleship ministries and our outreach ministries, our fellowship times, our financial and numerical growth. Year after year, we have prayed, and God has been faithful to provide for us. Last year, we set four goals. We had those on the back of your bulletin throughout the year. The first goal was that we would see an increase in our church attendance as we studied together what a disciple looks like. We prayed and God increased our attendance by 20 people on average per week from the year before, bringing our average attendance, listen to this, to over 120 people more than we were when we moved into this building. We prayed, God provided. Secondly, we set the goal of participating in the Living Hope Discipleship Series together. This is a series that we'll continue to do as we add new people and we have them come and grow in their relationship with God and grow to know what we do here at Hope. We prayed and God provided over 100 people of Hope who took part in the sessions. Thirdly, we set the goal of reaching out to our community through a summer large summer outreach event. We prayed, and God used the people of hope to give out free ice cream to over 850 community members at Fielder's Choice, as well as participating in the 0435 Fun Festival and the Manchester Tree Lighting. Lastly, we set the goal of paying off our current mortgage on this building, which will allow us to make plans for a new multi-purpose building We prayed, and God provided not only the funds for us to pay off our mortgage in August a full three years early, but also to establish a building committee and to begin making plans for our new building project, which we will be talking about here in a couple of weeks. It's amazing to think about what God has done and where God has brought us as a people of hope over the last several years. Would you agree with that? Today, on this first Sunday of this new decade, we are going to begin a new sermon series on the life and the Psalms of David, which will correspond with who God is calling us to be, where he's calling us to go, and what he's calling us to do this year and in the years that will follow. As you can see on the front of your bulletin this morning, you can look on your online bulletin or on your paper bulletin, you'll see there we'll be focusing on this year that we are people of hope, and we'll be talking about the goals 
and the ways that we can act out as people of hope over the next month. My hope for you today and for me is that we come away from this message and this service and this series feeling a couple of things. First of all, that we would feel excited, and second, that we'd feel just a little bit uncomfortable. Excited in what God has done and what God is doing and what God is going to do, and just a little bit uncomfortable in that he's asking us to step up and step out and do it with him. So as we begin our message this morning, would you join with me in a word of prayer that God would do that for us? God, speak to us powerfully today through your Holy Spirit and through your word. May we be drawn to you and may you grow us to be more like you. We pray today that as we think about all that you are doing for us and have done for us and are going to do for us, that we would get excited. And we pray also, Lord, that we would get a little bit uncomfortable, that we would have to, knowing what you have done for us, step out of our comfort zone so that we might follow you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you would take out your bulletin this morning, please use the online bulletin or just take out your paper bulletin. In there is a sermon outline on the blue sheet. So look at that with me and keep your Bibles open, if you would, to Psalm 28. We're going to be coming back to Psalm 28 throughout the message this morning. You'll notice there in Psalm 28, either right next to the chapter uh, or right underneath the chapter are two words, and those two words are, of David. Those two words were not something that was added later. No, they go all the way back to our earliest manuscripts of Psalm 28. So we know that Psalm 28 was a song or a prayer written by David. Now, who is David? Now, there are many things that could be said about David as he's mentioned in 28 books of the Bible, and he's mentioned by name 1,141 time in those scriptures, behind only God, Lord, and Jesus himself. But the one verse that I'd like to highlight out of the many is from 1 Samuel 13, 14. It's on your outline this morning, and we'll also put that up on the screen. In that verse, the prophet Samuel says about David, The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be prince or leader over his people. So David was a man after God's heart. David was a man who sought always to follow God. In the book of Acts, Luke wrote the account of of David with God saying, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart who will do all my will. So that's pretty high praise, isn't it, coming from a prophet of God and coming from God himself, that David is a man after God's own heart. It's this David who wrote the psalm that we are studying today and the psalms that we will study in the next four weeks, and we will use him as our example over the next few weeks. But today as we look at Psalm 28 together, We'll see from the words of David who God is in relation to us and who we are called to be and who we, in fact, are because of our relationship with God. We are people of prayer. Now, David is a great example for us 
not because of only his successes as a follower of God, but also because of his failures. David was, in fact, a man after God's own heart. He must have been, because God said it. But David didn't always act like he was a man after God's own heart. He sometimes failed terribly. He had some horrendous sins in his life. And in the same way, we are people of prayer. That's who we are, but we don't always act like who we are. Does that make sense? But that's something we should be seeking to remedy, and that's something we will seek to remedy this year here at Hope. So this morning, we're going to look at three truths from Psalm 28 that will help us to get excited and just a little bit, what was the second word? Uncomfortable, so we can become who we are called to be, people of prayer. So look back again to Psalm 28, starting in verse 1. It says there, To you, O Lord, I call my rock, be not deaf to me. David calls out to God, and do you see what name he calls God here? To you, O Lord, I call, what's the name? My rock. So our first truth is we call out to God because he is our rock. This is actually my favorite name for God of all the names, the rock. Casey, can we put our first picture up on the screen? I'm not, I'm not talking about that guy. In fact, God makes Mr. Johnson up here look like a puny insect. So let's throw our second picture up. <laughs> I was thinking I was going to have a sound effect of like the, the Star Wars, like, ah, when that happened, but I didn't do it. All right. But God is the rock. He is firm. He is constant. He is immovable. He is unchangeable. I love this name for God. I love this name for God so much that I named my middle child after this name for God. David says, to you, O Yahweh, Lord, I call Zuri my rock. David sang a similar song in 2 Samuel 22, right after God had protected him and delivered him from King Saul, who had tried to kill him. David said there, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. In David's psalm and David's songs, he is so inspired as he thinks about who God is, as he thinks about the greatness of God. So what does he do? He calls out to him. The Lord is my rock, dot, 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 so I call upon the Lord. It's the majesty and the magnificence and the glory of God that drives David to say, I need to call out to him. Notice that, that David doesn't call God a rock or the rock, but he calls him my rock. Now, God is a rock. He's solid and he's steady. He is the rock, immovable and enduring but we can also confidently say, like David, he is my rock. He is personal and always present in my life. And so what should our response be? What was David's response? He called out to God. He knew that God was powerful and strong. He knew that God was everlasting and, and unwavering, but he also knew that God was loving 
and compassionate and gracious and merciful and personal. So David said in Psalm 28, to you, O Lord, I call my rock. Be not deaf to me. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your most holy sanctuary. He plead out to God, the rock, for his mercy. In the summer of 2018, my family and I uh, took a trip out to the southwest in the United States and visited a bunch of national parks. And one of the parks we visited was Zion National Park, which, as a side note, is pronounced like lion and is also another favorite rock name of mine, so much so that I named my first child after it. While we were in Zion National Park, my wife and I did a hike up a uh, peak called Angel's Landing. Angel's Landing is a peak that is 5,790 feet tall, which sounds impressive, especially for those of us who have done most of our hiking here in the northeast of the United States. But what is really most impressive is the narrow knife edge, which you make on your way up to the top of the peak that drops down 1,500 feet in every direction. It actually makes the Katahdin knife edge look like a smooth parking lot. Uh, I brought a picture of our hike this morning to show you. So that's the knife edge that you kind of, if you can kind of see, that you walk over on the way up. Some places is only about a foot wide. Um, but I'm not really someone who's, who's very scared of heights, so I brought a picture of myself on the top of the mountain. There I am on the top. Uh, I'm not really scared of heights, but if I was, I don't believe there would have ever been a time in my hike where I would say, I hope this rock doesn't fall over. hope this giant rock doesn't all of a sudden collapse. But if I was afraid of heights, I might be saying to myself, I hope I don't fall over, right? Does that make sense? My, I, so if I started to stumble, or if the wind started to pick up, or someone bumped me, or if I lost my balance, what would I do? I would cling on to that rock. I would drop to my knees and hold on to the rock for, for dear life, because that is what would save me from falling. Okay? There's an illustration in that. If God is our rock, we know if God is our rock that he doesn't fall. We know it's us that may fall. And so what we need to do is to cling on to him. We are people of prayer. So as we look to God, our rock, we cling on to him and we call out to him because he is always firm. He is always steady. We can confidently say, as David did, hear the voice of my pleas for mercy, God. We call out to God because he is our rock. Look back again with me to Psalm 28, now down in verse 7. David says there, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. So our second truth this morning is we trust in God because he is our strength and our shield. Now, it's one thing to think ab about God as, as we think about prayer as our rock, permanent and powerful that we call out to, but it's another thing to think about God as our trustworthy and dependable shield that we can always count on. And notice again that David doesn't say that God is a shield or the shield, but rather he is my strength and my shield. 
David understood that he could trust in God when when he said in verse 6, Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. David had cried out to him, Hear my pleas for mercy. And then a few verses later he says, Praise God, he has heard my pleas for mercy. David knew better than most what it was to have God as his strength and his shield. He knew better than most what it was to have God hear his pleas for mercy when David was faced against the mightiest warrior of the Philistine army, a giant of a man named Goliath, a man who made the entire Israelite army tremble. David came up against him and said to his face, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. David doesn't say, but I come to you with my shield to block that sword. He says, no, God is my protection. David understood he didn't need to put his trust in his armor or in his weapons or in a mighty army, but in the God who would give him strength in the God who would protect him. So in 2 Samuel 22, it's the the passage that we read from earlier, when David was delivered from all of the hands of his enemies, he sang out this song, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my savior, you save me from violence. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, to, the, to my God I called, and from his temple he heard my voice and my cry came to his ears." God heard David's prayers, and so David trusted in him. And God hears our prayers because we are people of prayer, so we can trust in God, like a soldier might trust in his shield. And we can confidently say, as David said, he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. We trust in God because he is our strength and he is our shield. Look back one more time to Psalm 28 and verse 7 again. David says, My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. In this last verse of Psalm 28, David calls God a name that is the most personal and relational to David. He calls him shepherd. For David, that was a big deal. David was a shepherd who became a king. And God is the eternal king who acts as our shepherd. We are his sheep. And when we as his sheep call out to him and trust in him and follow him, we are blessed by him. So that's our last truth this morning. We are blessed by God because he is our shepherd. Now, one of the most well-known verses in the Bible, also written by David in Psalm 23, says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When the sheep call out to the shepherd for help, the shepherd will come to their aid. He will come to their rescue. He will take care of his sheep. So since David says that God answers the voice of his pleas for mercy and and blesses his heritage, because David says, I shall not want, 
Does that mean that when we cry out to God, when we call out to God, when we pray to God, that we always get what we want? No. Unless what we want is God. When we want God, we will never be left wanting when we cry out to him. He will bless us with the gift of himself because he is our shepherd. Then we can confidently say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Notice how David ends Psalm 28. He asks of God, our shepherd, that he would carry us, his sheep, forever. I brought a picture of what God is to us this morning. If we could put that up there, Casey. That's us in God's hands as we call out to him and we trust in him. We are blessed by him. God answers our prayers because as our shepherd, he wants what is best for his sheep. We are people of prayer, so we can confidently say he has answered the voice of my pleas for mercy. We are blessed by God because he is our shepherd. Now, before we close our service this morning, if you turn to the last page of your online bulletin or on the back of your bulletin this morning, you'll see there are goals for 2020. As you look at those goals, I hope that you, like me, are excited and just a little bit, say it with me, uncomfortable. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about adding staff, adding new buildings, adding new ministry in the church and, and new ministry in the community. The important thing for us to understand about these goals that we have is that they are the church's goals. And because they are the church's goals, they are not just the goals of the pastors and the elders and the deacons and the women's ministry team. They are the goal of the whole church. We are the church. These are our goals. We will meet these goals as we do these goals together. These goals will take time and energy and money and people and growth and passion in order to accomplish. But more than that, our goals and our ministry and our growth spiritually, numerically, financially, evangelistically are all dependent on our prayers. It's a good thing we're people of prayer. That's why our first goal, which is our most important goal, has to do with growing in our ability to do what God has already called us to be, people of prayer. I'd like you to read that goal together with me. So goal number one on the back, would you read that together with me? Growing in prayer by having each person of hope join together with others every Sunday morning to pray with and for each other. Now let me tell you what this is going to look like so we can know if we've met this goal. Everyone who is involved in a ministry together every Sunday will join together for prayer. You'll see the worship teams praying together before every service. You'll see the nursery workers and Kids of Hope teachers calling out to God every Sunday. 
You'll witness the kitchen workers, the ushers, the Kids of Hope Desk volunteers, the sound team, the communion servers, each and every person of hope who is serving in a ministry regularly on Sunday mornings will join together to cry out to God for help in their ministry and in our church. But more than that, before each service, there will be a group of people of hope gathered together in the back of our church in our prayer corner by the sound stage to pray for our worship services and to pray for those who are ministering on Sunday morning. After each service, again, there will be a group of people of hope gathered together in that prayer corner praying for God's blessing on our church this year. Each and every Sunday, in each and every service, we will take a moment before we pray for the offering to allow you to pray with someone who is near you. Now, in order to accomplish this goal, if you're involved in a ministry, you'll need to get here a little bit early so that you can pray with others who are ministering alongside you, pray for them, and pray for those who you're ministering to. If you're not involved in a ministry, you will need to get here a little bit early so that you can grab somebody else and join with them and the other people of hope to pray for the ministry of Hope Baptist Church. After our services, before you rush out to get goodies next door in our fellowship hall, grab another person of hope and say, join with me and other people of hope that we might pray for God to powerfully work in the ministry of Hope Baptist this year. Now, I'm hoping that you are excited and I'm thinking that you're a little bit uncomfortable. Both are good. I'm excited to see what God is going to do this year as we commit to growing into becoming who God has already called us to be, people of prayer. Imagine what God will do if we all pray all the time. In a moment, we're going to close our service with a song of praise and worship and surrender. But before we do that, we're going to start off our year in the way that we hope to continue it for the rest of the year, in prayer. We're going to take just a few moments to pray together. This is going to be our practice for what we are going to do each Sunday for the rest of the year. What I would like you to do is to gather together with people who are somewhere around you, and I want everyone to be doing it. Maybe you feel uncomfortable praying out loud. That's okay. Okay? Let the other people around you pray with you and for you, but I want everyone to join together this morning to pray and pray that God might powerfully and miraculously work in the ministry and through the ministry of Hope Baptist to do what we are called to do here as a church, to make disciples in this community, to grow closer to God. I promise you, if we pray, our prayers will be answered if our prayer is to want God more. That's what we want for you. That's what we want for us this year. So I'm gonna ask now that you would go to prayer, gather, grab, make sure everyone around you is praying, Gather with them, go to prayer, and then we will close in song.